0: Well, good morning. Well, today, we're going to do a two-part message from the book of Acts. And the message is called, Preparing for the Purposes of God. Preparing for the Purposes of God. Now, I believe that a preparing is necessary because God wants to bless us and he doesn't want us to miss it and we are not ready all the time for all what he prepares and what he purposes for us i believe that most people walk in in the body of christ are uh, few the purpose of god but i believe that most of us miss all of what god has for us including me and as i've been reading and studying and meditating and praying God is telling me that he has more for us than what we can imagine. And he gives us opportunities to move in those things. He gives us the Spirit of God to lead us into those things. But sometimes we don't recognize it. And sometimes we fear doing what the Word says. Because it's abnormal. It's abnormal sometimes to do what the word says. The word sometimes is radical. As you know, through the walk of Jesus, he had a radical walk. He didn't teach like the other people taught, like the Pharisees taught. He taught with authority. He taught different things. And the scripture tells us that in Ephesians of uh, course chapter uh, 4 and on it tells us in verse 11 that God has given us uh, uh, Jesus has given us ascension gifts those gifts being apostles prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers uh, for the equipping of the saints equipping the equipping of the saints is a word that means thoroughly complete it means that it is Perfect. It's done. The work is done. Now, we all know that it's a process, but there's a completion. It's like, I guess, teachers. We have people who are in college and who have been to college and they prepare prepared to be teachers or prepared to be engineers or whatever it may be. Sooner or later, the preparation is over and they become what they were preparing to become. If they're always preparing to be a teacher never be a teacher, then, of course, nobody will be taught. The same would be an engineer or whatever the situation would be. You go to school and you prepare, but then you become. Well, that's what the five-fold essential ministries are supposed to do, is to complete you so that you are it. That's it. You're there. That's what you're doing. You are equipped for the works of God, works of service, works of service. What has God prepared for you? Works of service. What service are you going to do? Are you, are you prepared for what he has for you to do? We're going to look in the scripture because I believe that we need to be doing this at a young age. I believe that, that teenagers, they need to be really uh, uh, understanding that I can't miss this preparation process. I can't miss it. I, he has so many things for me. And I know that I don't want it just to be this, 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 this. I want to be all that God has called me to be. I know that as adults we want to be that. I know as uh, husbands and wives we want to be that. I know as uh, parents we want to be that. We want to be that as uh, senior uh, super saints, let's say, that we have an empty nest. We still want to walk in all the purposes of God, don't we, super saints? Okay. Didn't hear about two or three, you know. (laughs) Oh, praise God. Praise God. Well, we have what I call... Mileposts or, or, or landmarks when you're giving people directions to uh this church or to your home you'll give them landmarks but when you get to this place over here uh when you get to taylor brothers you want to turn right if you're coming from the expressway um uh, then when you get to the stop sign you want to turn turn this way uh whichever way you're going you got to you got to give them some directions in other words give them some directions. when you see the Timberlake Crows there you, you turn there you give them some landmarks well landmarks spirit, spiritual a lot of times are tests their test, and we want to pass our test, don't we? We're going to look at a a a, a, a situation here in Scripture. Let's uh, turn to Acts. Now, in the foundation of this, we have the early church. We have Pentecost; it has come. We have. Many believers being added to the church daily. We have a situation where there are so many people and they are learning this new walk about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ that we have, at one time, we're talking about 5,000 men, just men. 5,000. Now, that doesn't include the women, it doesn't include the children. And if you had to feed 5,000 new people and you never fed before, it's going to present some situations, wouldn't it? Well, this is what's going on. Uh, There are provisions that need to be made for these people who have come to uh, the Feast of uh, uh, Pentecost. And and they are staying here because they need to learn this new way of of living so they can take it back to their different places. You remember... uh, when, when Pentecost came, you remember that people uh, that was all over from the dispersion they heard in their particular language, uh, them praising God? Well, we had people who were speaking different languages also. We, we just had, had a lot of people going here. And so we'll pick it up in verse 32 of chapter
1: 4.
0: It says, And the congregation of those who believe were of one heart and soul. And not one of them claimed that anything belonging to him was his own. This is unusual, isn't it? Unusual. Now, this is a work of the Holy Spirit. But all things were common property to them. It's a work of the Spirit. This is not normal. We don't normally do this. And with great power the apostles were given testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and abundant grace was upon them all. So we see teachings going, going forth. For there was not a needed person among them. This is unusual, isn't it? Do you, do we have a society now that is not a needed person? For all who were owners of land. Wait a minute. Now, I'm reading out of the New American Standard. You probably have another version. that doesn't say what mine. It said, for all who were owners of land or houses will sell them and bring the proceeds of the sale. Yours probably didn't say that. I'm pretty sure yours didn't say that. Yours probably said something different. Yours probably said maybe one or two. Maybe one or two. Who has a version like that? One or two. Nobody has a version like that. Now, this is unusual. How many of us would do that? How many of us, living in a home, have some land, will sell it, and come give the proceeds to the to the church? This is a young church so that provision can be made for everybody, so they can hear the word of God, so the word can be taken to all over. Judea, Samaria, the most parts of the world, just taken over. How many would do that?
1: This is very unusual.
0: Wouldn't you agree with me? Very unusual. Now, this is where it gets kind of, hard because when i was reading this i had i had a lot of things i wanted to cover well two things really i wanted to cover and this morning i'd already done the message I'd already sent it in and all that kind of stuff and, I, and and i said well this is not what god is saying to do here he wants me to camp out on in this area right here because this is very important But it's a hard area. It's a hard area that most people don't want to hear. Now, this is an opportunity that's been presented to himself. God gives you opportunities. He gives me opportunities. And what we do with those opportunities will determine whether we walk in all of the purposes that he has for us. Now, I know that sounds weird. See, we think sometimes that we're going to automatically walk in the purposes of God. We think sometimes that he's just going to reveal to us, We're just, I mean, it's just done. It's a done deal. We're going to do it. I tell you, it's not a done deal. We will not walk in the purposes of God if we don't take the cues from the Holy Spirit and step out in faith and do the things that he's calling us to do in order to receive those things that are beyond what's normal. What's normal. Let's take a person for example. Now, Joseph, this is verse 36. A Levite of Cyprus and birth, who was also called Barnabas by the Apostles. Now, here's a man that the apostles start calling Barnabas because of his gift that God has given him. He had a gift of encouragement. He encouraged people. And so, now this is, everyone is supposed to encourage someone. Is that true? This is what the scripture says, basically, uh, encourage one another daily. Is that right? That's what the scripture says. So we all should be encouragers. We all should be uh, showing mercy. We all should be uh, cheerful. We all should be givers. We all should be uh, whatever God has called us to be. We should all be compassionate. Every gift that God gives, we all should be moving in some form or fashion of it, whether it be teaching. We should all be teaching. Would you agree with that? Because if you don't agree with that, then what you're saying is that, you know, my children, I'm not going to teach from the time they're born to the time they grow, I'm not going to teach them anything because I'm not a teacher. I would turn them over to a teacher. No, you're required to teach. Now, you might not have the gift gift that God has given us because there there are some people that have been given extra measure of some gifts, whether it be teaching, whether it be um, encouragement, whether it be uh, intercession or prayer, whether it be, you know, they just like to do things a little extraordinary. And you've seen some of those people, haven't you? Right. Yeah, why are you shaking your head, Sam? Because you have a mother like that, don't you? Yeah, and she'll pray for you five hours a day, right? Yeah, she'll do it, you yeah. And see, most of us, we say, we, we pray five minutes is long enough. What am I going to say after five minutes, right? <laughs> so we do have extraordinary gifts. This man had an extraordinary gift of encouragement. It could have been left at that. And a lot of times it is with most people. We have a gift, and it's left at that. That's all we do. and That's all we're known for. That gift of uh, teaching, that gift of uh, intercession, that gift of giving, that gift of whatever it may be. That's it. That's all we walk in, and that's what you're known by. That name. That name. Barnabas. Encourager. The son of encouragement. But see, I believe that Barnabas is put here for a particular reason. Now, it said all who were owners of land or houses would sell them and bring the proceeds of the sale. So we know that it was more than just Barnabas having an opportunity, but God used this man to tell us something. What is he telling us? Is he just telling us something just to tell us? Because in in the normal reading of this, most of us wouldn't even have stopped except to say, oh, I know who Boniface is. He's a a person who uh, later on down in the scripture, he was helping Paul, you know. Um, Yeah, I know who he is. That's that's, that's the only reason why we'll stop there, if we stopped at all. That's not what God wanted us to get only he us to get something else what is that for the teenagers today what is that for the super saints what is that for the married people what is that that he wanted us to get that he will bring this man out here for today who owned a tract of land and sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles feet so we see that Barnabas did something he was one of those all is that correct he was one at all. He could have stopped at uh his gift that he has, because he has a gift of encouragement. And it was widely recognized because the apostles uh, named him Barnabas. So this is a this is an honor. The apostles who are doing miracles and they, they are recognizing you as, as a man who's gifted in encouragement, and they can start calling you Barnabas so that you're around the apostles and and they are they are getting you to You know, talk to different people, encourage different people who are going through things. You're being used of God in your gift. This is not the only thing that he had for us. The reason I know that is because God then went directly into a but. Whenever he says a but, it means that what I just said, nullified. You, you, you know how to use those words, don't you? But you, don't you know how to use the word? I wouldn't have hollered at you, but <laughs> we use it a lot, don't we, sometimes? It nullifies what you just said. I want you to ask you to forgive me, but if you would just leave me alone. it nullifies what you just said so don't ever use that uh that word but when you ask for forgiveness for somebody and things like that it nullifies it so we know that he says but here so what i just said up there oh oh oh, don't don't even worry about that i want you to pay attention to this right down here because this is serious right here now, you remember I skipped over this last week, don't you? I skipped over last week for, for a reason. I wasn't going to talk, talk about it. <laughs> That's the reason. <laughs> I was, going, was not going to talk about that because I said, this is bad news. don't want to talk the bad news to the congregation. God said, oh, get back. Okay, right. But a man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property. Now, now we have two people. We have two people, right? We have all the ones. That, now he, they were one of the ones selling the property too. They were one of the all they talked about. Now, there's a difference between Barnabas and, and, and Ananias and Sapphira, isn't it? They named his wife for some reason. They didn't name uh, Barnabas. He probably didn't have a wife. I don't know what he had, but anyway, uh, uh, they didn't name her. Some reason they named uh, uh, Sapphira. They don't name women all the time. They really don't. So this is very special when they start naming women. Very special. Pay attention, women. <laughs> Wait a minute now. That's not good to do that. And kept back some of the price for himself. That's bad news. That's bad news. Now, let's, let's, let's go a little further. With his wife's full knowledge. That's very important, women. Very important. He's telling us something here. And bringing a portion of it, oh, very important, very important. He laid it at the apostles' feet. Now, here we have a situation. Now, Bonavus sold his land, sold his property, whatever he had, laid it at the apostles' feet. That's what the people are doing. The Holy Spirit wanted to bring to our attention something here. He says that, but I don't want you to be of this type. See, I'm giving you an opportunity. I'm giving everybody an opportunity to get in on uh, something that is going to move them to the, more of the, the purposes which I have for them. Do you realize that, that uh, McDonald's had to start somewhere? Do you realize that somebody had to invest in it? Do you realize that? Do you realize that, that people had opportunities that didn't take that opportunity? And how many of us now wish that, I wish somebody had given me an opportunity? Well, see, God has given us, I said it I only to say, God has given us opportunities all the time in Scripture, and sometimes we don't take those opportunities, and it costs us later on. We look back and say, I wish I had taken that opportunity. Well, see, here's a man that had the same opportunity as Barnabas, but he didn't take the opportunity. I don't know what Ananias said. I don't know what the situation was. We know that he... he He promised, he had to have promised something for, in verse 3, for Peter to say, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back some of the price of the land? Obviously, he lied because he said he lied. If he lied, that means that he said he was going to bring the full portion, right? He led somebody to believe he was bringing the full portion. And so he did not bring the full portion, but he acted like he was bringing the full portion. What possible could have gone through Ananias' mind in Sapphira because she was in full agreement with it? Why? Well, okay. It could have been, wait a minute, wait a minute. If I do this thing, we might not have in the future. You know, this is our inheritance. Well, what are we going to do once we get old, Sapphira? She says, I don't know, Ananias. You think we ought to hold back some of this stuff? just in case well you know we got we got you know your mom that she's sick you know we might have to take care of her think think about all the things that could go through well, well you know we got a little credit card debt you know and we need to take care of that, that. and we didn't think about that when we said we're going to get this thing we, we, were, we were and it was a good opportunity but Man, now that I think about this thing, I spoke a little bit too soon. Now, where are these thoughts coming from? It says, Peter says, said, Satan, and that's Why has Satan filled your heart, your heart, your mind, your will, your emotions? Why has Satan filled your heart out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks? Why has he filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? Did he have an opportunity? To give what he said? Well, and if he if had known the scripture, the, the scripture tells him. Right? Uh, how about Psalm 15? O, o Lord, who will abide in your tent? Who will dwell in your holy hill? And verse four, second second part of it will tell you who. Who will swear to his own hurt. And change not. Was Psalm written during this time? Yeah, it was written during this time. The word has to be followed, doesn't it? If we're going to use wisdom. He had opportunity. So that word tells us that God is looking for those who, with him, who's going to, if they say something... Their yes is yes, their no is no. If you say you're going to do something, do it. Well, well, you know, I wasn't thinking about. Matter of fact, uh, when I said this, my heat pump was doing pretty good. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, I listened to my heat pump this morning. I never said, what's that sound? I said, I don't know the thing, you know. He said, "We're gonna speak life over it." <laughs> no, because see, things happen once you open your mouth. Well, I'm gonna do this. Oh, you are, huh? You are. Well, we see here, when verse four says, "While it remained unsold, did you? Did it not remain your own?" In other words, you didn't have to sell, you didn't have to come to us, you didn't have to, I didn't ask you to give anything, Ananias. I didn't ask you to give anything. You're the one who stepped forth and, and, and wanted to say you're gonna give, you're gonna, you help the, the people. You saw the opportunity just like everybody else and, and you saw what people were doing and you wanted to do what they were doing because it seemed so spiritual. But it was your own. And after you sold it, was it not under your control? Did anybody make you do it? Did the sapphire threaten you? No, she didn't threaten, did not No. She was in full agreement. Why is it that you have conceived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. You know, sometimes we think that once we... Uh, see a need this is whether it be the shoe boxes we're sending whether it be the um over the jefferson house whether it be uh we give to a lot of ministries outside feed the children like to israel all those things sometimes we think we're giving to people and not re- recognize we're giving to god we're giving to god He says, you haven't lied to men, but you lied to God. And as he heard these words, of course, Ananias fell down and breathed his last. And great fear came over over all who heard. And the young men got up and they covered him and after carrying him away, buried him. And uh, there left an interval of about three hours. And his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter responded to her, Tell me whether you sold the land for such and such a price. Women, don't lie for your husbands. Okay. Don't lie. Now, I believe that Sapphira would have had a better name for herself if she would have told the truth. Even though she was in full agreement with it, it's time to uh, fess up, isn't it? It's time to say, hey, I'm going to confess the truth here because this stuff is very serious here. So I better tell the truth. You don't want to uncover your mate uh, to people who it doesn't matter. But when you're talking about the apostle Peter, now it matters, doesn't it? He's authority. He, he's, he's, you know, upline. <laughs> he's not just crossline. He's upline. So you don't want to lie to him. Yes. That was the price. Why did you say that? Why did you say that, Sapphire? And Peter responded to her. uh, Peter said, Why is it that you have agreed together to put the Spirit of the Lord to the test? Behold, the feet of those who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out as well. And immediately she fell at his feet and breathed her last. And the young men came in and found her dead, and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And great fear came over the whole church and, and over all who heard these things, not too good, is it? Now, I want to stop here because it's very important that um, we, 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 we do some things here. Now, I didn't want to do this last week. Um, I, didn't want to do the, do, I didn't want to even talk. I was not going to talk about them at all because you can see how sad it is. You can see how y'all feel now, don't you? Well, you probably don't feel bad. It just depends on what I'm going to say next. <laughs> well, isn't it so good that God doesn't do that all the time? He doesn't do that all the time. Then we all be dead, will we? <laughs> but see, there are times when God is doing things that we need to participate with God. Um, and this was an early time in the church and, and things need to be purged. So he purged those things so that people would understand the word to go forth. Um, but you think God's still serious about our word? Yes, he is. He's serious about our word. Yeah. So I said, okay, God, where do you want me to go with this thing? Because, uh, uh, this is so sad that how can we take of this and make something nice out of this thing? Um, well, you know it's nice, don't you? It's nice only not because they died. Um, it's not nice because they died. Uh, they died without it. They, they, they didn't even have a funeral. Do you know that? I, I, I was looking at the thing. I said, I said uh, they didn't even call their relatives nobody. you know? Um, they didn't. I wrote on the side of my margin here. They buried him without his wife knowing. Did he have relatives? Was there a funeral? I, I just, I just like, I, like they ask questions because this is interesting to me. That a man died, they take him out. His wife don't even know about it. He's, he's in the ground. Then they take her out. The parents don't know anything about it. They, they, they're gone. So um, we're not going to stop there. We just go on. Go uh, but I would just like to, I, I just like to tell you, there are other things that God shows us a lot of times that it, you, when you read, just don't read the scripture i keep telling you that just read just meditatively read this thing so you can understand what he's saying here uh, because he's telling so many different things in this thing now let's go back to the story i'll try to stall so i would not have to tell you some of the things but i can't do it now here, here here's what god's saying to us god's saying he's given us opportunities that um if you if you get these opportunities you're going to be blessed You're going to walk in more of what God has prepared for you. Let's go back to, uh, let let me ask you, what kind of name did did, um, Ananias and Sapphira have? When you think of their names, what do you think of? Liars, dead. God God used them. Everybody, everybody in Christianity, when you don't name your son Ananias, don't name your daughter Sapphira, you know, uh, and if you have, it does, you know, it's okay. <laughs> because that name is associated, remember last week I talked about name. That name is not a good name, Ananias and Sapphira. So we know that, that, that he told us that for a reason, and so I want to look at Barnabas. See, because nobody remembers anything, remembers anything else about Ananias and Sapphira, except they were, um, they were test case. They they were they were as examples. You know how people use people as an example. They they were examples of what not to do. But so we're not going to concentrate on them anymore. But I had to tell you about them, okay? Because uh, they missed opportunities. They did not walk in what God has prepared for them. They had gifts. They had uh, they had finances. They had uh, they, they, they were they disciples or were they just heathen? They were disciples. So they had purposes that God had for them to walk in, but they didn't walk in nothing, nothing. The history. Barnabas, we know, went on to be not only did he encourage Paul. I mean, Barnabas was an apostle. Do you hear what I'm saying? He was an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. Later on, that's what he's called, an apostle. He He goes from just... Going his merry way, using his gift of encouragement, the the, the apostles change his name because he, he they see they recognize he has such a given that. He takes an opportunity that presents itself, he he gives his land so that the, the church, God's work can be moved on, and God comes back later on, rewards him with another purpose that I guarantee you he wouldn't have walked in. I guarantee you, he wouldn't have walked in it. I guarantee you, we don't walk in a lot of things we don't we don't uh, God has for us because we don't take the opportunities that God has for us, and so we miss those opportunities. And so we just become sons of encouragement. We become givers. We become intercessors. We become. Our teachers, we become, and we don't become all this stuff that God has for us because he has a great deal for his church. Why isn't the church moving in the plans and purposes of God like we all see in the book of Acts? Why is how many churches are moving like that in, in any city? You had to go, that's why people sometimes, they, they travel all over when, when a revival comes, when something hit. I don't care what's Belfast, I don't care where it is. They'll go, they won't get on a plane and go because it's not everywhere. You know, it's just, it's unheard of usually. I wanted to come here. I wanted to come my place. I wanted to come here. Why isn't it everywhere? Everywhere the apostles went. It was signs and wonders going there. Do you hear what I'm saying? Everywhere. Why isn't it like that? I say that we miss opportunities. That's what I say. We miss opportunities. We kind of, uh, uh, we, we see, we see needs, but we're so much in the world system that we, we, we listen to what the world says. And see, that's what, that's what I believe that Ananias is doing. Listen to what the world says. Hey, you, you, do that if you want to. Uh, you better rethink that, brother, because see, you're not going to have anything for your retirement. You're going to have this, this, you're not going to have this right here, and this right here. And you better say, save some of this stuff back, boy. He doesn't realize that, boy, you, you, you just, you're just messing up your future here. Let me tell you, even if he wouldn't have died, it doesn't matter. He still wouldn't have walked in the purpose of God because he blew it. He blew it. And I don't want us to do it, and that's what God is saying for us today. Don't do it. Don't do it. When you see opportunities, move. And this happened to be an opportunity in finances, doesn't it? Doesn't it? And I know you would like for it to have been in another area, but it's not. It's in a financial area. So what can we take from this thing? How many of us really know that this is a time of hard times financially for a lot of people, honey, for a lot of people? We know that we don't know where the future lies ahead. We don't know what was there. They, I mean, they tell us in the paper that, well, when, when these people get to be such such age, it's not going to be anything for them. Have you heard that before? You know, I wonder what's going to be there for me because I haven't prepared for it in a natural. Have you wondered what's going to be there for you? You know, one person said, Well, I mean, you know, hey, I'm 65 now, I'm a fat city, brother. Hey, I got it going now. Got my money coming in, everything. Okay. Okay. What would happen happened if a piece of bread started? Selling for ten dollars. And there are no jobs. That happened in the Bible, didn't it? And they start selling things for a lot of money, you know? And you didn't and most people couldn't buy. It. What are we gonna do? Are we called to live by the world system but by faith? How are we gonna ever live by faith if we don't ever take faith opportunities? When are we gonna practice? God's giving us practice opportunities all the time. Now, application. what are we doing with our finances you know Christmas time's coming up isn't it and everyone likes to give gifts for Christmas don't they? and whose birthday is it and who usually doesn't get a gift because <laughs> the only way you're gonna give to him is a gift to the poor Ah, yeah. and most time we're not giving to the poor, all the way most time so we try to give you opportunities to do that so you won't take those opportunities have you ever said something and then drew back on it? The, the, um, the, the case in point that um, uh, we, we have a building here. Everybody know that? Yeah, we got a building, okay. And um, we, we um, uh, and I wish I could tell you it's free, that somebody paid for it so you don't have to pay anything. I wish I could tell you that, but I can't. Uh, but we, we came into this uh, building because we had an opportunity. We didn't know we were going to have an opportunity, but it presented itself that we did have an opportunity uh, because the bank loaned us money to get this purchase. Do you know if we would have taken aux? Um, you know, we, we, we were going with somebody else at one time before the bank. Uh, There's only one bank in Lynchburg that would give us any money, and they came up at the last, last time, last little bit, last hour. Uh, we were going with ox, and, and they told me that ox, the people who financed them, bailed out. Do you know if we were going with ox, do you know that we would have been up the creek, without a boat, without a paddle, drowning? Isn't God good? So God is in this thing, and, and you know that we could have stayed over on Park Avenue, don't you? It was paid for. Paid for. Didn't have, a, didn't ha, didn't have to pay not one Bit of property tax or mortgage or nothing paid for, paid for. But if I would have stayed there, (laughs) I've been disobedient to God because I was saying, "God, let us stay here till somebody else take over. Don't let it be on my watch, God." I don't have to be concerned. I don't care who comes, who goes. I don't care what because I care, but it's not a financial thing. You understand it's a financial thing a lot of times. Don't you understand that? Okay. Um, if you don't understand it, that's okay. Uh, you understand it in your house, you know, <laughs> when it's mortgage time. You understand it. Uh, uh, so I said, God, I don't have a word. I don't have nothing. All I had to do is just give me about 20 more years, God, and you can have this thing. And <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you hear what I'm saying? You think things don't cross people's mind, don't you? Okay. You thought I was more spiritual than that, didn't you? Okay. <laughs> and my mentors tell me, boy, you, you, you know, you better risk. You better get out, out of this, this comfort zone. Everybody was telling me that. Prophets was telling me that. You know. Elders were telling me that. Uh, so I, I went and prayed. And after I prayed, I didn't hear what I wanted. <laughs> Went back and prayed again. <laughs> oh, God. And um, okay, finally, God, all right, I'm going to do this thing. And so we moved, and as soon as we moved, people said, Oh, I knew it wasn't God. Because uh, if it was God, He would have told you that Walmart was going to buy this thing. So when we were over the over, over old Forest Road, well, okay, fine. Too late, isn't it? You know, stepped out, you sold your property. But God had a plan for us, and I believe that we are walking in that plan. And uh, when I say I believe, I know for a fact we are walking in that plan. You see? Uh, God is not pleased without faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please Impossible. Impossible. Read your Bible. Impossible to please And so I want to tell people all the time, uh, hey, I understand you're going through some things. Don't give. Don't, don't give. Don't give. But I can't do that. How many times have I talked about finances since I've been since we've been in this building? Hmm? Just this time. Just this time. It's only time. We've been here. How many months have we been here? June, July, August, September, October, November. Okay, half a year just about. We've been in this building. Haven't said anything. Do you know we have needs? Do you know we have a mortgage? you know how much the mortgage is you don't want to know <laughs> now the 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 interesting thing is that before we came what we did was say well well we can we we can make it pretty good if we if we ask people to give pledges and then uh, while we're growing then we can take some of the the finance and our regular funds and then the pledges then it'll match it and we'll be okay uh, well only thing is I didn't count on in, in that the Satan is, is messing with everybody financially. We have people without jobs. We had we had we have, times are hard, aren't they? It's an opportunity for people to do what? To draw back. To draw back. Just draw back. You see. See, I don't count, I don't I don't count anybody who's not here. Because who's not here is not here. I don't care. It's not even in the equation. What's in the equation is who's here. That's in the equation with God. Who's here? Only the people who are here are the ones who can contribute to the work here. Is that correct? Basically, basically, because it's your work, it's our work. So therefore, I don't count if somebody made a pledge is not here now. So what? I mean, that them. That's not. I don't have nothing to do with that. Nothing whatsoever. Bless him. I'm talking about you. Have you made a pledge and not kept it? Because, see, that's what Ananias did. He said something, he was going to do something, then what did he do? Because times got hard, he did what? Come on now, don't get silent on me. He did what? He's held why did he held back. Why, he, why did he hold back, you think? For whatever reason. We don't know. It doesn't say, does it? But we know that it's something, right? We know it's something, and we know that if, if we can apply it to our lives, it could be a number of things, number of things, number of things. Let us don't take ananias, because that only includes those who have made a pledge. Because I, I surely, like one person told me, said, hey, the pledge is going to be up in, in um, April. said, "Oh, they are. You count, aren't you? You're counting the months, aren't you? <laughs> Do you realize that it's still a work to be done? And so, Barnabas, he wasn't thinking about anything except here is an opportunity. God has a work that needs to be done. Here's an opportunity, and I'm going to cash in on it. And he did. He was living in the same times that Ananias was living in. Economic times, same, they're no different. But he says, I'm cashing in on this thing. And he's walking in more of the purposes of God. Now, there are people who are here that that were not here when we were on Park Avenue, when we were on on Old Forest Road, or even when we were over at the Seventh-day Adventist Church while while this church was being built. Do you recognize that it's a work of God? Do you recognize that there are finances that's needed? Do you recognize that? What are you going to do about it? You see? These are opportunities. All I'm trying to tell you, these are opportunities that God has given us that we can now say, well, God, see, you're going to have to believe now that you're not going to walk in all the fullness of the purpose of God unless you take the opportunities. Financial opportunities are the the greater opportunities that you'll ever find in the Bible. I'm going to tell you. I know that for a fact because I read the Bible all the time. I know that because it's... Is so many people that have missed it because of that. Like the young rich ruler. He's one of them. God told him, go sell all you possess and give to the poor and come and follow me. And he didn't. He went away sorrowful because he had many possessions, many, many possessions. But he was, he was, he, he was so prideful because he was like, Hey, what must I do to have eternal life? And he said, Well, you know, keep the commandments. He said, I've done all this since my youth. Okay, one thing you like, go sell all you have, give to the poor. Oh, man, you done messed up now. You touching my wallet. No, don't talk about money. Talk about my heart, but don't talk about my money. He didn't realize his money was connected to his heart. Because what God has said is that, He says that where your treasure is, there, your heart is also. And that's what God says. So, therefore, it tells me that God is that, we know that for a fact. God is after our heart, isn't he? He's after our heart. So, if he's after our heart, then what is he going to be after? Our treasure. What is the world after? Our treasure. What do we want to hold on to? Our treasure. And God says to the rich young ruler, just let it go, let it go, and, and, and come and follow me. How many people did he tell, come follow me? Not that many. The ones he told are called apostles. I wonder, is there, did you ever read any, anything else about a rich young ruler from that point on? What name does he have? Rich young ruler. What's associated with that name? Missed it. <laughs> Blew it. Blew it. What kind of name do you have? You remember last week? You know, I wouldn't be even standing talking to you if I didn't have the opportunity uh, to test it out. Um, well, I didn't test it out really, um, I fell into it. <laughs> Uh, because my wife wanted to uh, give uh, to, to the work of the ministry, uh, just give. Uh, and, and it was, it's not a, um, babe. come on a minute. Uh, y'all don't mind her sharing something to you? Okay. Uh, I know that normally I'll be closing and I would have. I did have a okay. Thank you. Um, I did have a closure there. And I said, I wasn't going to bring her up. But then I, I told I was. Then I said, I was not. But then I will. Why did you? <laughs> <laughs> why did you? See, I didn't. I, it was not my idea. It was not my idea. I wish I could stand and say, Oh, it was my idea just to give. It was not my idea. I, I fell into it uh, because I just went along. I just went along. I'm serious. I'm so glad I did. Go on. Tell mm-hmm. them what, what, what. Now, first of all, uh, this is number one. Her, her gift is a giver. This is my wife, for those who don't know the guest, This is my wife. Uh, so if you see me put my hand on that's my wife. Okay? That's my wife. <laughs> um, uh, she has a gift of giving, and it, it could just stay that way. Just a gift of giving uh, just like Bond was a good gift of, of encouragement. Uh, the first thing she did was you retired from teaching a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, what did you do with the money? Um,
1: well, first of all, I, I want to say that um, God is faithful. <laughs> I had to qualify that because uh, um, I retired, uh, left teaching because um, really I was getting burned out. Uh, my children were still real little. And... Um, and I was, um, you know, I just needed to, I guess, uh, be with them. I wanted to be with them. And uh, I've been, um, I hadn't known the Lord, walking with the Lord a long time, but long enough to know that that I needed to really uh, start trusting him. And, and really I wanted to start trusting him because I, I knew I needed a lot of, I had a lot of needs and, and um um and I, I i well let me just say that god whatever whatever we do that's good or whatever we do that that's uh, of any significance importance it's all from god he's the one who gives us the will and the do of his good pleasure and so i wanted to come out of teaching so that i could be with the with the girls and and uh spend some time with them and uh um and i really wanted to just trust god i just wanted to just it, because I believe that, that what he said is true, that he owns everything, and that, um, that you know, he sent us here for a reason, and that we can either do what, what we think we need to do, we can trust in the world system, or we can trust in God. And so I got sick and tired of trusting the world system. It's <laughs> that's the bottom line, I guess. But so... Um, I came out of teaching, and then I got my um, retirement. And uh, so I figured, well, this $9,000 wasn't going to do very much for me, so I gave it to the Lord, and I just it into God's work. And um, then later on... Now, um, I didn't
0: want her to do that. does number one. Uh, uh, she could have gotten it. See, when you, when you get retirement, you can get it in, 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 in pieces, you know, and it can be the rest of your life, yeah. or you can get all of it at uh, one time and it's less, and she chose to get all of it because she wanted to give, uh, which her gift was given. But, um, mm. go on, I just want to call
1: it. And um, so I just sewed that into God's work and uh, said, God, I'm trusting in you that you're, you know, my future's really in his hands, you know. I, that wasn't, the world wasn't my future. I my, uh, couldn't trust in the world system. And uh, so then later on, um, we decided to... Uh, sell the house and um so i felt like the lord was saying give it to him so, so we gave it to him <laughs>
0: Now, know what she means by that is that uh we 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 had a home that we built and i didn't want to do that either uh, <laughs> because i mean when you build a home when you come from my type of background you kind of like this is it and uh and she wanted to sell it and get the get the proceeds to the to, to the work and i said man we're not doing that stuff you know and and uh so uh but anyway i went along with her and we did and the house sold for x amount of dollars and realtor said it wasn't going to sell for that anyway um and and i didn't get a realtor they wanted to be my realtor i said no i don't want a realtor god's my realtor and so uh, we sold it we got the price we wanted um we had to uh, pay the closing costs for the people and um now, we were given at a certain rate, normally. You know, when we, when we get paid, teachers get paid, we were given at a certain rate. And, and, and that rate, I won't, I won't tell you about, but uh, it won't, it's not even close to falling down near 10%, so don't even think 10% tie. We, 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 we believed in giving radical and extravagant because I'm with a woman that's a, that's a giver, okay? And so uh, she said, uh, we need to take and give the same rate off of what we sold this house for. I said we didn't even sell the house for this. We get, we had to pay the closing costs. We didn't even get that money. <laughs> well, you did get it. That's what it sold for. You just paid this, and, and, and we owe it on the bank that. Well, let's take well, after we pay everybody, then take that and give something off that. Let's give a tithe off that. No, we don't give ties. Oh, we don't give a tithe. We give more than a tie. Now, I'm getting really angry here. Uh, so, but I did it, and we gave so much that it came to so much that we couldn't we couldn't afford to buy a house. I mean, we we're stuck now. And so, whenever encouraged me. <laughs> Because I, man, I'm 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 steaming around the house. I mean, I'm mad because I don't have anywhere to go. I don't. I got to get out of my house. Uh, I don't want to live in an apartment. I hate apartments. Um, It's apartment's okay if that's what you want to live in. (laughs) Uh, But, but uh, because we like to praise, we like to keep noise. You know, Uh, we're praising, we're tambouring and stuff like that. And 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 you don't have nowhere to park, and it's just bad. So we wanted a house, and, and it was bad news, bad news. Um, so <laughs> anyway, uh, then I was supposed to pay property gain tax. Somebody told me, you're going to have to pay, you better save some of the money. I said, God will take care of me. Well, number one, I want you to know that if you're supposed to pay the government, you better pay the government, okay? Because I had to pay the government, and I thought I didn't have it. I thought God would override it. He didn't. So um, we were stuck with nothing. And so a script. <laughs> a scripture that I started standing on uh, in Mark, it says that um, no one has given up houses, homes, brothers and sisters for my sake in the gospel would not receive how a hundredfold turn in this life you know, and the life to come, eternal life. And, you, and so I said, oh God, do you really mean this? So now, if you give up a home, he's saying that you're going to receive a hundredfold. In other words, I'm going to receive homes. So I said, well, I said, I'm going to stand on this thing because I I can either keep being mad at my wife or or I can just go on and and go on with the problem because the money's gone anyway. It's gone, okay?
1: (laughs) On the scripture, the scripture that I was standing on was uh, in Malachi. He said to prove me. So I said, oh, God, God, I'm going to prove you. See what, you know, because you said to prove you. So that was the scripture that I was standing on. And uh so he said, so I was just doing what he said to do. And I knew that, um, I just knew God was faithful. I mm-hmm. just knew that he would, you know, he would come through. And, and it actually took three years. And number three is really good. Three years. It took three years for him to work out all the things. In the meantime, he was working on us while he was working out all the things that, that needed to come about. But I just, I know that um, God, honors the unusual he really does he he will um it's and i know that that pastor would not if we hadn't taken certain steps of faith and and we took it together that um i know that he wouldn't have been in the position that he is in today because he he never had any thought or any idea of um, that was not in his heart the pastor. He didn't even know that he had the gift of teaching or the gift of, that God had put in him. And, um, and once we took that step of faith, everything was just opened up for him to receive blessings that, that God had for him. And then God said, for me to step back. So that's what I did. So, mm-hmm. so
0: uh, thank you. Thank you for so much So I'm I'm trying to tell you that I fell into this thing um, because of my wife, but it's a real thing. It's a scriptural thing, and I didn't know uh, when I was when I was uh, passing over this that I would have to come back and teach this from this way. I I really didn't know that. Didn't have any clue. I just was going to pass over. But I know that Barnabas received some things. He went further than ananias i know he did i know that you can you know for yourself in the bible you've read the bible you've heard the testimonies in sunday school and about all the different ones you've heard about the widow woman who uh, didn't have nothing but her little uh of oil and a little piece of uh, meal and, and she was going with her little uh son uh, make one or two case for him and then die and then the man of God said, well, give me one first. Make one for me. Then you can go do what you say. You know all the stories about the, the with a woman who made a, a place for uh, the, the man of God of the upper room as he passed by. And then God gave her a, a child. Uh, you know all the stories. But you really, they're just stories to you. Unless you stop and say, well, why do some people, Take advantage of opportunities. This man of God passed by more houses than this, this one woman. Why didn't they think about, I'm gonna I'm a get a, a upper room for the man of God so he can do this? Why, why didn't uh, God send him to some other uh, widow's house? You know, in Israel. She had to send him somewhere up there. Why didn't other people take advantage of things? I don't know. I don't know. I know if it weren't for God using my wife, I wouldn't have either. I wouldn't have stepped into this. What are you missing? What are you gonna miss out on because you won't take the opportunities that God is presenting to you all the time, all the time? And I'm telling you, it's gonna be financial. It's gonna be a uh, gonna be one of the major things that you're gonna have an opportunity for. Not just not just in in, in here because. Because we're not, we're not thinking about just of our, our own. We give away 10% of what we have. And we need it. Do you hear what I'm saying? We have ministers that we give to. Outside of Cornerstone. So don't, don't think that, that, that we're not operating in the same principles. We're trying to find more people to give to. Because when there's a need, give. Do you see? We operate on those principles. So when you're thinking about holding back. On God, because most people, do you realize they say that the the average Christian, if you add up all the Christian given in in the world, is about 2% of what they make on average. And you wonder, why don't we walk in the things of God that you see in the Bible? And we are holding on to things that God has given us and not given to his work. But we expect for God to show up and, and heal and do all that kind of stuff. We're expecting him to do miracles. I say that we're going to take Barnabas, and we're going to say, God, there are opportunities in this church. Uh, I, I didn't used to tithe. I didn't even believe in it. Matter of fact, I don't believe I can, but one thing for sure, I'll never fall below the tenth again. Whatever I get, i move that does place one place to the left, and I'm going I'm to give it. Every single time I get paid. And then I'm going to try to be a, I'm going to try to graduate to be a, a radical, be a extravagant giver like Barnabas was because Barnabas, he was, you know Barnabas did what, what, what the law would say he, he was going to give. You know Barnabas was going to do what, what, what the New Testament tells him to do. He had a generous heart, but he, he went beyond. Are you going to go beyond? Are you going to just hold back and say, well, I have needs myself. All of us have needs. But everything we have belongs to him. So if I have needs, he has needs. And it tells me that don't even think about what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to drink. Right? That's what it says in Matthew. That's what it tells me. Because the birds don't think about what, what they gonna, where they're going to work and do all those things, do they? The flowers don't think about what they're going to wear. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all those things will be added to us. That's what he says. So he says you can't serve God and mammon either. So that, that prefaces that. So that means that that tells me that most of the time we are thinking about that, aren't we? He said that he doesn't think, think about those things. And see, we're thinking about those things. So we think about those things. We're going to neglect the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all those things. We're going to take care of ourselves. You don't have to do it, God, because I'm not going to trust you to do it. I'm going to take care of myself. Now we're not walking by faith. And so we don't receive the things of God. Today, I'm saying. In the first part of this message, because the next part has to do with uh, chapter 6. And we're going to get in chapter 6 next week. Um, it's talking about another opportunity. It's not the same opportunity. It's not a, a financial opportunity. So come, to, come next week because you're going to talk about finance again. I'm not going to talk about finance again. I know you're upset. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> I know you're upset. But realize that I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. I am trying to help you because I believe that God has more for you than you believe that he has for you. He has more for you than you can imagine. And it doesn't have anything to do necessarily with finances either. Some of you have needs that you you cannot do anything, can't do a thing, but pray. And God can decide on whether he wants to move on it or not. And what he does is give you opportunities. This teaching... Is an opportunity for each one of us. That's what it is. And what are we going to do with it? Some of you have been praying for things, for God to do some things in your life that you can't do. And I guarantee you that this is an opportunity for you to do something about it. Because he wants to answer your prayers. Are you going to move on it? Let's stand.